What the? Mike, did you pick this? What? Hey, welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Terrian. And I'm Scott Lieb. We're two friends who are following Jesus into the joys and challenges of everyday life. Hey. Hi. So, uh, you've had this, like, really bad head cold this week. Yeah, I get it once or twice a year. Sinus infections. That So, <clears throat> I might do that quite a bit. That <clears throat> Oh, great. <laughs> I'm okay. sure the audience is going to love that. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, you know, I'll try to do it as subtly as... <clears throat> I'll do <laughs> yeah, something like okay, that. All right. all right. Anyway, I'm going to let you choose because... I've been a bit under the weather and haven't uh, haven't been totally myself. So I, I feel like you you deserve to have two weeks in a row. Two weeks, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm good with that. Um, I'll just take the topic that I was yeah. thinking about for next week. Go for it. What yeah. are we What are we talking about? Well, I wanted to I, I wanted to I've been reading this really cool book. Um, on is it your uh, book? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's a really cool book. Have you been reading my book? I actually have. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. maybe one of these weeks we'll have to talk about it. You'll have I to ask me should. questions since yeah. you, uh, you're reading it now. All right. But what is your really cool well, book? Well, I'm reading this book. I'm teaching this course on uh, fundamental moral theology at the, at the seminary this semester. And so I've been reading this book on habits and holiness. And and uh, it's a really nerdy deep dive into um, Aquinas' sort of psychology of habits. And... And also bringing that into conversation with what modern uh, psychology has to say about the formation and the breaking down of habits. Mm. And I just think it's really, I mean, I'm kind of geeking out. It's a super thick book. It's probably like two inches and I'm like reading it every day. Cause <laughs> just about habits? Yeah, it's just wow. So, I just think it's so fascinating. And uh, and uh, and I just, I've I've learned a lot or I've... I've learned and I've relearned a lot of things that, you know, it's been a, lot, a while since I've, uh, you know, been in the uh, the canon of, of Aquinas' moral treatise. Mm. But... Uh, no, this is timely because yeah, it well, is the new year. and Exactly. That was my thinking. Thanks for getting me to that point. It's, it's middle of January. Everybody makes those New Year's resolutions. And mm. about two weeks in, everybody abandons their New Year's resolutions. Mm. I'll and, tell you what uh, mine is. What's yours? Well, I discovered that I gained 10 pounds over <laughs> two weeks, which is horrifying to me. So, uh, you know, this is this is kind of my New Year's resolution every year is to, like, get back onto some kind of, like, low-carb, high-fat, high-protein kind of diet. And so, <clears throat> yeah, that's what I've been doing. And... Um, I'm I'm only a week and a, I think a week and a half into it. You struggling? It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly yeah. hard. So yeah, I mean um, that's why I think it's timely because I think a lot of people feel that um, you know I just make up my mind in the abstract before I start a new regiment, and it all feels so good and and I I feel so motivated and you know the the, the time of the year kind of kind of stimulates that motivation in us and and then you get about 2 weeks in you're like forget it and and yeah. i th- and and people get discouraged because um fundamentally i think people don't understand the w- what habits are the way they work how you break and form oh, habits wow. so you you are attempting then 
to kind of really crack the code of how to how to stick well, with I, that I'm not habit. Or no, 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 I'm not cracking the code. I'm just passing on oh, wisdom. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just, wanted to get people excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think it will crack the code. Okay. Wow. Good. But, but I don't, I don't think it's um, that I've, I've sat, you know, at my desk and figured this out for myself. I'm just, sure. I'm just handing on what I think is, is practical insight that, mm. that uh, I'm, you know, that I'm gaining and regaining by reading this book. It's just making it fresh in my mind as I prepare for this class. And I, and I, and it's just good stuff. And it's good stuff that Catholics never learn because most of the time we think that, that growing in virtue and, and, and overcoming vice is just purely a matter of kind of willpower. You know, I just have to, I have to yeah. sort of white knuckle my way through things. But the, the reality is, the truth is, the research says that that's about the worst way to break a habit. You you mm. actually will become very discouraged quickly. Yeah. And um, I'd like to think that most of the topics that we do talk about on here are things that most Catholics probably have never really heard in some way or another within the, you know, within the formation opportunities that they've gotten in the church. So this is good. One <laughs> more. Here's one I, more. I don't know if Here's that's... One. Don't touch I don't it. Know you don't have to true. touch that, but... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm I like to that, make big, bold statements. Yes, I'm not that bold. Okay, good. But maybe the people that happen to be listening to this podcast will benefit from it. How's that? That's great. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So first of all, um, and I'm going to be drawing from different things that I've I've learned over the years, but but I think it, it's always, you know... Um, you know, obviously, a habit is is a is a sort of pattern of behavior that becomes kind of like almost automatic or second nature in us. Mm-hmm. Um, second nature meaning it's just it's so, we're so strongly inclined towards that pattern of behavior that we typically aren't very conscious of it when we do it. And we can have habits in all the different parts of ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we can have intellectual habits, habits of thought, like patterns that just we do subconsciously. We just sort thinking in certain patterns. Like right now, to give you an example, one of the, the areas that I'm trying to grow in is, is I'm trying to, you know, I've been praying a lot about having the, the Lord slay what I call a four-headed hydra, which is the, 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 the very strong habitual inclination I have towards thinking negative thoughts, thinking critical thoughts, um, um, feeling sorry for myself, mm. and, uh, and complaining. Uh, I, I just have a melancholic personality in my whole life. I just, it's, I have such a strong proclivity and I've had to work, you know, my whole life at it, but I've just, the last few years, you know, I've been challenged a lot and, um, so, mm. with things. So, so I've been, I've been falling back into the old habits. Like, so, you know, so, um, so, so that me, pattern, those patterns, they play themselves out. When I say it's like a second nature, I'm just saying that it, it almost becomes sort of ingrained almost in your personality. You just have these strong inclinations. Um, and those inclinations are either good, you know, they're, they're helpful to you and they, they, they benefit you or they're, they're bad and they, they do harm to you. So can I share mine? Yep. I think mine would be that anytime anybody in an authoritative position speaks, I'm immediately skeptical. I, that's a habit that I've formed. Like, it, would that be a habit? Like well, that whenever be, I hear yeah, it would somebody, be a, it know. would be probably a habit of mind and also a habit in your emotions. You're you're at your, you know, you, you just you have sort of you think a certain way about that kind of thing, and then you feel in a way that corresponds to what you're thinking. And they might be perfectly true and correct in what they're saying, but I I'm I do like I'm I'm very skeptical 
whenever I hear people yeah. in authorities. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like you can have habits of mind, habits of will, habits of emotion, mm-hmm. habits of memory, habits of imagination. In fact, I'll share later on maybe something that, that I'm becoming more and more aware of in my own life that, that I've done over the course of my life. And it, and, and it's something, again, something I'm trying to work on, but, but the, but, so, you know, so that's what a habit is. A habit is, and, and I think we have a lot of good brain science now that there's a lot of neurological pathways that get um, developed in your life and formed. And uh, those, those neurological pathways then um, give you very strong inclinations towards certain patterns of thought and behavior um, and emotion. So I have a big question, and I don't want to jump the gun if you're going to cover this, but are these, m- my assumption is that some of these habits are things within our control that we've sort of like brought on by our own uh, decisions or choices. Uh, and some of these things are sort of habits that may actually be out of our, beyond our control. Well, that's a, a really good question because there are certain habits that God gives us um, because they they conduce to our survival and our you know our ability to exist as a species, you know like I, I'm you know like hunger for example the the habit of of hunger and hmm. you know or thirst or um, the habit to reproduce you know the desire to reproduce things like that they, so there are habits that you don't want to you you can you can so so those those certain habits that are given by nature and then there's other habits that are acquired, and you could probably break acquired habits into two categories. One would be the category of an acquired habit that you that you kind of almost unconsciously formed in your environment growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, like certain patterns of of reacting to situations that you saw modeled for you and your parents. Okay, you know, yeah. like you 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 weren't like on purpose trying to. Like, oh, I like the way my mom and dad act in this situation, so I'm going to try to act that way. Mm -hmm. It's like, I remember one time when my little sister, um, (laughs) uh, she was about 10, and she has Down syndrome, I think I mentioned this, but it was really funny because she was really frustrated with something, and all of a sudden she was like, GD, you know, (laughs) at the top of her lungs, and we all stopped and looked at her, and then we all went and looked at my dad (laughs) because my dad... At that time of his life, used to use that yeah uh, that phrase yeah. a lot, and so or like a situation might be where let's say let's say um, in the family in the parent like the parental dynamic, your mother uh, was like very emotionally reactive to things, and the father's reaction would be to kind of like retreat, you know, like so that could be a. a pattern or a habit that you sort of adopted because yeah. okay yeah. like that's how i deal with conflict because i might have a natural proclivity to withdraw anyway but then i see that modeled and then i could be in a big argument with my wife at the age of 45 and she says how come every time we get into a conflict you just withdraw yeah and mm-hmm. i'm like that might be the first time i ever even noticed that or even yeah. thought about it yeah okay yeah so there, so there's, and then there's a, a habits that we acquire on purpose with intention and and uh, and deliberation. So like if I'm trying to, um, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to learn something, for example, like I want to learn the piano and I'm working on my scales, mm-hmm. you know, I can develop the habit so that yeah, I yeah. can do my scales, or you know, like a basketball player who 
spends every afternoon for two hours shooting free throws. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay. Like so, so there's you know, and and of course you can apply the the reality of habit. You can apply the the, the fundamental nature of a habit to the reality of a virtue and a vice. So a virtue would be a habit that actually leads to the perfection of your nature as a human being mm. and your personality as a particular person. Um, you know, and, and we would say these are habits that make you holy, right? And then there's habits that that you can acquire in life that are actually contrary to your good and um, and and can be destructive to your nature and your person. And, and we call those vices. Okay. Because they don't ultimately, a, a vice doesn't conduce to the end for which God made us. Uh, ultimately, you know, to live with him forever yeah. in heaven. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, or it, 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 that bad habit goes against device, you know. And, and of course, we have lots of habits, too, that we call bad habits that are like, like give me an example. Like, I've, I'm, I've always, it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but I've always struggled with, like, biting my nails. You know, oh, me like, too. I know. Yeah. And uh, I just was kind of like an anxious kid, you know, and I just got into that habit. And it's funny, I have four kids. One of my kids does that. The other three don't. And uh, it seems to be in them, you know, in you mm-hmm. from the time you're young. My mother was always trying to, you know, break that habit. But it's only as an adult, you know, and I, I still have the habit. It's not as bad as it used to be, but, but I still have the habit. But, but what I've become aware of in that habit is that whenever I feel a certain way, you know, I get the nervous energy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can find other ways. It's not necessarily good or bad that I do that. What's not good or bad is, is that I don't manage my anxiety well. You know, so yeah, yeah. maybe I need to find something else. Maybe there's like a squeezy ball thing that I can squeeze <laughs> instead of biting my nails when I'm right. feeling anxious. Or maybe I need to go deeper and I need to figure out why do I have this pattern of anxiety? Or why, why does this thing trigger me every time? And every time I get triggered, I react this way. Like yeah. those are, the, you know, those are the kind of things that when we're, we're thinking about habits r- relative to our moral life and our mm. spiritual life and our pursuit of holiness, you know, there's some habits you just say, whatever. I mean, I, that's just kind of who I am. You know, and uh, it's not good or bad on a moral plane, but there's a lot of habits that that are good, and we want to cultivate them to become, uh, you know, a holy person. And then yeah. there's habits that we want to get rid of. Yeah. So the question is, is you know, how do I, um, how do I, how do I do that? And uh, you know, I, I find that you know it's funny because in the new year, everybody always feels kind of gross after the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and so there, there's always this resolution so to get in shape. I saw a really funny reel the other day of it was like me, me, my. It said my my New Year's resolution, and it's a picture of a dog on the like standing on the side along the edge of a treadmill, and the treadmill belt is going slow, and he's got one leg on it, and he's just <laughs> he's just going. Nice. I was cracking up. Yeah, yeah. But you know if. If honesty speaks. But, you know, a lot of times people make these kind of resolutions. And, uh, you know, it's usually a mixture of, you know, it's a diet exercise type of thing, usually, you know. Mm-hmm. And and usually that's just because you feel gross after the holidays and, you know, and you just, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, Bleh, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think, like, looking at that from a moral standpoint, it's like, well, okay, first of all, why do you eat during the holidays in such a way that you would feel that way? Like, maybe there's something wrong with the eat pa- the, the eating pattern during the holidays. Like, what's that all about? You know, and then, and then the, you know, then the question is, is uh, what are your underlying motives for wanting to get in shape? Is it because you really care about your health? Is it really that you're concerned? You know, like, or is it that you're just looking at yourself with vanity in the mirror and mm-hmm. you're, you're embarrassed or ashamed of, of how you look or, 
you want to look good in the you know in the bathing suit by the time summer rolls around again or or whatever it is like mm. so that 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 kind of thing is important as you're as you're looking because to form a truly good habit you have to have a truly compelling and good reason like a, a really positive virtuous motive and and so anyway i i just threw that in there because i i think part of the reason why there's a failure that happens sure. you know uh, around two to three, four weeks in, is that people aren't really sufficiently motivated by a compelling enough good. Sure, yeah, and, that makes uh, sense. You know, and you get over the feeling bleh, you know, from the holidays, and then you're like, well, maybe I'm not that motivated. Right, that. right. So, <laughs> you know, you, um, so, you know, if you're going to get into a different habit of eating and exercise, for example, you have to think about what, why, what, what, what's the really truly compelling reason to do that? And, mm. you know, it's like, well, you know, for me, it's things like, you know, do I want to be able to, you know, play with my grandkids when I'm 75? You mm-hmm. know, do I do I want to be able to see my feet or do I want a <laughs> gut that's so big? You know what I mean? Like, do I want to be able to function and, you know, is my body a good thing that I should be a good steward of? And and uh, maybe my, um, yeah. my disciplines around eating need to be better and maybe my feasting around feast days needs to be a little bit more moderate. No, I got to tell you, you know? my my brother, uh, my older brother, um, has type one diabetes also, and uh, he was he was pushing two fifty. He's about my height, you know, so he he was carrying a lot of weight on that frame, and um, just last year he. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he kind of had this realization that if if he continued to sort of indulge in uh, so many ways, like eating, drinking, all that stuff, that that he was not going to be long for this world, you know. And uh, and he has <clears throat> he has five kids, one of whom has uh, three kids. So my brother's only like fifty one; he's already a grandfather, like three three times over. <laughs> So I think I think that realization of like mortality, and um, you know, being able to enjoy uh, these aspects of his life really hit him pretty hard. So he did. Um, he made a serious commitment to uh, you know to turning that around, and within a year, I mean, he's down to one eighty. So he dropped seventy pounds and. Um, really form that habit i mean even at even at these family functions like he there's so much junk food and and chips and and uh desserts and things like that and he just won't he won't he won't eat them and and if he does he's very very disciplined about which in the past he i mean for much of his life he couldn't have cared less about that so i'm always really impressed really impressed with that and i think that motivation that is behind it isn't a a thing of vanity it it really is like i i just need to be a healthier person like i'm my body's like my body's not meant to have this much uh weight that's being carried around you know and he did he felt like he realized that he just kind of generally felt like crab didn't have the energy couldn't bend in certain ways and so I really give him a lot of credit for that. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that is great. And I and I think you're you're making the point well that you know, one of the keys to forming a good habit is you have to have a truly compelling reason to pursue it. And you know, when you're young and you want to get in shape, most often you're driven by 
profound degrees of vanity. Sure. And, you know, your your hormones are going crazy and 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 that works, I suppose, you know, because you're trying to find a mate, I guess, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> you know it, it it's not sustainable. Like, you know, and so many people get into the midlife and they look at the mirror and they're like, oh my gosh. You know, and some people just despair of that. But the reality is is that our bodies are a good you know, I, you know where I was convicted by this twice for me was I went to uh, see an old uh, priest, spiritual director of mine, and I was, I was in the new role at the diocese. And, you know, I think he could tell I was like more stressed out than I had been before. Mm. And I'm, I never forget, he looked at me. I, I didn't know what he was going to say to me after a couple of years, but I, I, I didn't expect this question. He said, so how's Brother Ass doing? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, brother ass, like, you taking care of your body? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm sure not. But I was really surprised that my, my spiritual director would ask me that question. He's like, well, don't think you're going to do God any good if, 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 you, if you're not taking care of your body because sure. you're going to be tired and stressed out and mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, like, like, don't kid yourself. And this is a guy who walked many miles every day and ate really, really clean and, mm. I mean, super disciplined. Yeah. But, and he had just untold bounds of energy. And, uh, and, and he, I mean, he would take students that they AI up these hikes up, you know, mountains. And, and yeah. he was just, and he was, you know, he was in his 50s. Well, so. that, that makes me think of the, um, I mean, obviously, the, we'll get back to kind of like the nature of habits, but these are all anecdotes. Like, when I lived in Denver for seven years, um, just the in granted, you know the the motivations again for people to to be in shape or to treat their bodies well are are many, and um, but the vibe overall in in Denver, and there's a lot of factors. The the you know the environment is beautiful and. The sunshine is plentiful, you know. But people, you would get off the plane at Denver, and people were, like, fit, you know. And there was this general lightness. Mm-hmm. I can't, it's hard to explain. No, I, when we moved there. Yeah, people I, were just I, I noticed it immediately, yeah. And, you know, more um, friendly. And, uh, and then when we would come back to visit, and you'd get off the plane in Pittsburgh... And granted, Pittsburgh is, you know, generally there's a gray cloud that hangs over <laughs> it. But but you could just tell the vibe was like, yeah, there was a, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. And people generally kind of seemed less healthy. And so I guess what I'm saying is that the habit, even the habits of eating and, you know, like what, what, habits of health have a profound impact just on mental, like the mental health. Like you could tell there was just a difference in how people... Yeah, it, they're more active in Denver. Everybody was always outside all the time doing some kind of yeah. like, some kind of outdoor activity. But it affects more than yeah. just yeah. The, the look of your body, right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- yeah the disposition, the, the, the positivity and all yeah. of that. Yeah. No, for sure. And I mean, my wife have, and I, because we're not from Pittsburgh, we've noticed that too. It's just there There seems to be this kind of quasi-depressive state 
And it is cloudy here a lot. It rains a lot. You know, it's, we like I think it has one of the least amount of days of sunshine in the entire country. I would not be so, surprised. And it rains a lot, and so it's like getting outside and, you know. But, you know, I, I, I think the reason why it's actually good to talk about food and exercise as a first step in understanding habits is because these, are, these experiences are very near to us, and they're very immediate. Uh, and so once you kind of can grasp some basic things about habits with respect to our body, then it, it, it's actually easier to understand habits in relationship to our soul. Mm which are not so evident and immediate yeah, to us. Right. You know, we, we, we actually can be quite unaware of the habits of soul that we have and don't see any connection between the bad habits we have and the, mis- you know, the, the, the misery we might feel in life or versus the positive habits we have. I, to be honest with you, you know, like without a great deal of spiritual work, you're not going to form good, you know, spiritual, moral, and spiritual habits you got to do that on purpose. It's not an act. You don't accidentally do that. Those are acquired virtues, mm-hmm. and uh, but the, the, they're hard. They're not as easy, you know. So it's good to start with food, yeah, and exercise because everybody kind of gets that, and it is very immediate. It's very visceral. Like you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, ah, but you can't really look into the mirror of your soul. Like you know, you can look inward into yourself, but I don't know about you, but it's just it's very impressionistic and very vague, you know. Mm. There's a lot of things going on in there, and I can't always sort it out. And uh, sometimes I need to rely on other people to show things to me, you know. Do you ever notice that you always, you know? Yeah. No, I never really actually noticed yeah. that about myself. Well, you and know? I also think in, um, you know, maybe we can dive into this a little bit. Maybe it, Thomas Aquinas has said something wise about this, but whether it's your body or whether it's your soul that you're trying to form, good habits around there's always an immediate or a very short term of good feeling about it you know like so in other words like i could easily drop those 10 pounds just by how you know how i choose to eat for about three weeks you know and that 10 pounds will go away and i'll be like yeah but if i want to lose another five pounds man that's where the hard hard work and the patience and the perseverance mm-hmm. really comes through because um and it's the same with spiritual stuff i think like you can you can start listening to something you know and and it, having this incredible like oh like a, a like a nice feeling of uh maybe you're you're encountering god and and it's all beautiful and mountaintoppy but then it's like well, there's still really crappy things going on in my life. Why? You know, like, and it's like getting over that hurdle and understanding that that really makes the habit, like, sink in, I think. And I don't, you know. Well, I I think part of understanding the way we're made is that, you know, when in the formation of any habit, there's always a reward. There's always a reward system going on in our brains. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, like... We can be sufficiently motivated by, you know, things like dopamine and and uh, all those feel-good hormones that we have in our in our brains. But once we become accustomed to something, we, we don't get the same, you know, hit. So it it that that habit has to move more and more into the will mm. and into a kind of deep soul conviction, both in our intellect and our in our wills. 
and we have to stick with it regardless of how we kind of like feel on the surface of things. Um, and that's when you really start acquiring a true virtue, like the virtue of temperance, for example, um, is, you know, when you're not motivated primarily from the, you know, the sort of euphoric good feeling you get, but it, it, yeah. it becomes an abiding pattern of behavior and you're just committed to it because it's a good, it's good. Um, and, uh, and so there's a deeper level of commitment and there's a deeper, that pattern of behavior in a virtue is more deeply embedded within the soul. And the same is true of a vice, you know, like if the, the, the longer you commit yourself to a, a very destructive and disordered pattern of behavior, the more difficult it is, you know, to, to, to break that Ugh. because it's more yeah. deeply embedded sure. within your will. Um, of course, God's grace makes things way easier. It's very helpful. But, but I think, you know, like, so I, I guess, the, you know, like looking at, well, how do you, you know, like, let's look at forming habits, either good or bad. Like, what, let's talk about breaking bad habits and forming good habits. Okay. Okay. So I think, first of all, you know, um, we, we have to recognize a, a bad pattern of behavior as a bad pattern of behavior. So there has to be a certain degree of self-awareness. Mm. Um, and, and that self-awareness, it, it's got to be deeper than, you know, again, just going back to, let's say I'm just living in a gluttonous, like, season of life, you know, and I, and I recognize, like, oh, I just shouldn't eat this way. It's like, you really have to, it, it's not that you just understand that you're just always shoving food in your mouth. It, 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 you got to look deeper. Yeah. Why am I always shoving food in my mouth? Like, why is it that I always turn to food when, or when do I always turn to food? Yeah. Well, when I get into this kind of stressful situation, I start feeling hungry and, and I go eat. Okay, so let's become curious about what that stressful situation is. Okay. And you might you might notice you know that you you know you get you get into this you get triggered you know by some kind of thing you know some kind of circumstance some kind of situation that triggers you. Mm. But there there's a deeper question than that. It's like well, but but why does that trigger you? Like what what is what what's what's going on with that trigger in yourself? You know and um, you know so it it and it might just be like. You know, you, you see over the course of your life, you know, every time I get into this situation, I always act this way. But the, the reality is that you've got to get underneath the, the habit, underneath the pattern, and find out what the, what the underlying motivation is behind it. It could be, could be a wound that you, that you have, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, it could be, um, you know, like, for example... To use an example in my own life, you know, one of the things I've, I've shared this before, you know, one of the things I struggled with a lot as a child is, is, is losing my temper. And uh, it, it's interesting because even every once in a while, there can be things that, you know, um, trigger my anger in me and get me really, really mad. And, uh, you know, I, I've realized, you know, oh, well, you know, it's usually because at some moment, I feel like I've lost control of a situation. Okay, that's good to know. So when I feel like I'm losing control of a situation, I notice that my, you know, like my irascible appetite starts emerging and I, you know, mm. I start getting hot in the head. 
okay, but but there's a deeper question I have to look at. It's like, okay, so what is it about losing control? Is it losing control of everything, any situation? Like what is there is there anything more particular, more specific about what I'm noticing when I lose control? And it's like and, and it took me years to realize this, but I've realized this. It's like, yeah, whenever I'm afraid that I'm gonna look like I'm not competent at something, oh man, like I it's like it's like a mouse trap. Like mm. It's like detonating a bomb in me. Okay, well, where does that come from? Well, okay, as I trace that back, I go, well, yeah, you know, I was, I was small, and, and I always felt like I had to prove myself all the time in sports. So anytime I'm in a competitive situation, and I feel like I'm suddenly feeling incompetent at something, it it makes me angry. Mm. So, so it it it's like that's that's been a so you know. So the point is, is that the thing that we have to do, first of all, is we have to be sufficiently curious, and we should do this in prayer. It's like when you notice that there's a habit, it's like, this is not good. Wait, what's wrong with, like, why do I always do this? You got, we have to take it to prayer, and we have to say, Lord, what is this all about? You know me inside and out, and, and there's something gone here, and I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. I, I, but I don't know how to fix it. First of all, I don't know how to fix it, but I also just don't understand it. And I know that I got to understand it at some level because I have to figure out what the real problem is because I have to replace that with something else. Yeah. That's what, you know, forming a new habit is I got to, I got to replace the thing that's broken and wounded in me with something that's healthy and whole. And until I drill down into that, and you know, if it's really deep and it's really serious, you know, I might need to go, you know, I might need to see a counselor or a spiritual director. I might need to talk it through with a friend. I, I might need to, you know, think it out. I, I almost feel like th- that's really good. And the only thing I would add is that <clears throat> I think for a lot of people, the, to, to get to that level of um, openness or that level of authentic curiosity, someone has to really, someone would have to really... Um, do a good assessment of their relation, where they're at in their relationship with God, because you're really, you're really opening yourself up to like a level of surrender and trust that when you go down that rabbit hole, there's a security there and a safety there that you're willing to be like letting go of control where you're willing to be like whatever, like in this type of prayer and this type of seeking, Whatever you reveal to me, um, there's going to be a level of, like, letting go. I'm just going to give it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's really, wow. That moment, like, that le- where you're talking about, like, to get to that level of depth requires people to really let God, to have a level of honesty there. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean, I, but but it's... But it is the reality. So I mean, again, coming back. Well, it's to, not going to work unless there, unless that's right. Present. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people can make progress in the life of virtue by being conscious and aware and self-aware and curious about themselves, and they can dig into this stuff. But it sure is a lot easier when you have a relationship with God because God knows you, <laughs> and He can point yeah. to things that it, it could take you years to realize. Mm-hmm. You know, through countless hours of therapy or endless cycles of thought processes in your head on the way to work, like, you know, who knows, whatever it is. But you just ask the Lord, it's like, can you help me understand? Like, I I had an experience of this. I noticed, and I I shared this with you uh, at some point. I was like, just recently, I was 
I notice that whenever I go out of town, um, I, 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 for some reason, I always like overindulge and I kind of like, I always help myself to more than I need. You know what I mean? So like, I, this is, I feel terrible. But like when I do this, like, so let's say I, I, I get invited to go speak somewhere and they're mm. taking me out to dinner. Like I invariably, I go for the most expensive dish. Because mm. I, you know, because it's like, I, I don't just, if I was on my budget, I'd probably go for something <laughs> a little lower. And, and, I, and I was, you know, yeah. Or, or you know, I, I, will be walking through, I was walking through the airport. So what happened, I was walking through the airport and I was like, you know, I could have just gotten like a, you know, a, a little, you know, five, six bag, uh, dollar bag of nuts. But, you know, I went and got a big hamburger or whatever. And I'm like, and I was thinking about it. I was like, why do I do that? Mm. Why do I do that? I was praying, Lord, why do I do that? And I've noticed this before, but I've never really had any intention like I didn't really name it and say you know what that's there's something wrong with this like mm-hmm. what what is going on in me and I and I right there on the spot I was just walking through the airport I said Lord why did I it's like because every t- and this is what I heard like clearly every time you went on a vacation with your family your mom always rationed all the all the treats mm-hmm. and so you never felt like you were going to get enough mm-hmm. and just the simple realization of that like, it was just a childhood experience, perfectly harmless. Sure. I mean, kind of harmless in the sense that it was like, you know, we, like we had a budget and six kids and, you know, you couldn't eat all the, you know, drink all the root beer you wanted, you know. But it was like, but it it, it, it kind of conditioned me to think that, you know, whenever you have the chance, get as much as you can. Absolutely. And, and so I realized it's like, yeah, I don't need to do that. But just that mm-hmm. self-awareness and just praying to the Lord right there in the spot, saying, Lord, I just don't want to do that anymore. It just feels like... Just be temperate in your choices when you're out and about. You know, you don't need to, to grasp, you know, and reach for things. And, it, you know, it's a small, trivial thing, but the combination of being curious about the pattern, noticing, saying, there's something wrong here, turning to the Lord, saying, Lord, what's that all about? And, and, and being grateful that I got an answer. Now I, now I can go to work on that thing. I can figure out what I'm going to do about the next time I go out of town. You know, I can sort of be aware of it and say, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just going to order something modest on the, on the menu and mm. not kind of take advantage of the situation, you know? Um, so, it, it, again, that's not a huge deal, but, but it's just, just an example of kind of like this first part of the process is, you know, you, you've got to become aware of the pattern and dig into it and figure out what's the underlying motivation behind the, the, the disordered pattern. The other thing I want to say is that, you know, going back to the food and eating thing, if you ask a person, you know, so what, why do you eat when you get stressed out? Because that pattern of behavior is reinforced by the, by the good, you know, the little dopamine hits or whatever, whatever sure. positive, feel good, you know, kind of things that go on in your brain chemistry. And so it's easy to, to get into those cycles because you have this reward system that's like built right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so, Again, having that self awareness is important because you 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 know what's happening is you're just becoming a drug addict, you know, in a sense. Mm. And, and the drug you're addicted to is not food. The drug you're addicted to is whatever chemistry is going on in your brain mm. that helps you escape for the moment whatever it is that's stressing you out or or making you anxious about whatever, depressed or whatever it is. Mm. So. The first step in, in, in breaking a bad habit is always to, to be aware of the pattern, be curious about it, and try to drill down as far as you can into it. And, and the second step, as, as we've said, is you, you've got to bring that into conversation with God. And, and the third step, then, is you've got to start 
to, to break a bad habit, you have to ask, you got to pray the Lord into that wound, whatever it is. Ask the Lord to heal that place. Um, ask God to come in there, lean into the graces of the sacraments, you know, mm. and uh, and ask the Lord to bring healing to that underlying wound. Because until that wound heals, your chances of being able to break the habit are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, and until you get, and so often we 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 focus so much on the habit itself, like the habit's the bad thing. The habit's the bad thing. No, the habit is the callus right. that you've built up over the the hurting it's just place. Just what you see. Yeah. on the outside. And you, you know, you can you know, it's just like a planter wart, you know what I mean? You can cut the, the the skin on the surface, but until you dig in there and you get the you get that little yeah. that vir- that little seed out, you're you're not going to get rid of the planter wart. It it's and that's the way a bad habit is. It's just like you're just covering something up. Yeah. That's all you're doing. And so, I anyway, practically in that like thinking about my own habits that over the years that I've kind of addressed and um, been working on there also is a, uh, I, I, I've experienced that whenever I've not done a good job of breaking a habit, it's because I'm, I'm not forgiving of myself the way that, like, there's a level of self-forgiveness that you have to have. Um, and I think that only comes from understanding that, that God's, like, God's expectation, you know, and having the same expectation of myself. Like, God is a very patient, very merciful um, person, you know, God. <laughs> and uh, and I can I can easily go into the trap of like getting um, discouraged or getting um, having a lot of self uh, yeah like self-flagellation, like God, stupid idiot, like why can't why can't I why can't I just break this pattern, you know? And um, that was that was something that I really struggled with and sometimes still do. Like, it's very, very easy for me mentally to go down that, that little um, road of, like, you can't do this. And it's the evil one, you know, basically telling me why. Why even bother trying, you know? And But then it turns into me. Like, it just turns into, like, well, yeah, Scott Lieb is... Is a yeah, worthless and can't do yeah. it, and so why bother? Rather than just being like, "Okay, Lord, this is in your hands. I'm trying. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail. There's gonna be times when I'm gonna fail." But yeah. So that that level of having that level of awareness that, or the at least the understanding of God's expectation and and having that expectation for yourself also is. And it's a fine line between justify, you know, like you don't want to justify it or um, just be like, boo, well, but also, um, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not perfect people and this process is not a perfect process. And anyway. No, that's good. That's well said. And um, I think that the, you know, that we, we do have to, I guess the way I would hear what you're saying is like it's really important to lean into God's mercy and and His understanding of our own weakness. That um, He is very compassionate and very tender towards us. But see, if we're if we're operating in this kind of performance based mentality where it's like we have to we we, we got to break this bad habit because bad habits make me bad, and and I got to get good habits because I want to be good. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're 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 kind of actually you're still just cutting off calluses. You know, you're you're not really yeah getting deep and saying no. Actually, I'm really broken and I'm really wounded here. And it could be someone else's fault. It could be my fault. Doesn't really matter. But the Lord looks upon that with a lot of tenderness, and He wants to heal and bind up the wound because He wants you to be able to operate and function every day at your highest capacity. Yeah, that's what He cares about. That's what He desires for you. Yeah. So a, a really. Uh, my spiritual director one time we were I, I forget what anyway the the uh nuts and bolts of it was about confession and and uh he ultimately said you know what what you should really think about whenever you go into confession is where am i not trusting god enough you know where am i not trusting him and i you know whenever i whenever i approach that now Ultimately, all the bad habits that I have speak into a level of distrust, you know, like whether it's I don't trust that I'm that God's going to fulfill that part of my life or, you know, I don't trust that God's going to provide, you know, so like I um, tend to be I tend my habit of like lack of generosity, maybe, you know, and so it's like. Um, that's, I think that's a good, for me, that was a really good way of, especially, especially my, yeah, the habits that I have that, that are, that I would consider bad. It's, it's that ultimately I don't trust God, that God's going to be present or that God's going to provide in some way or that God's going to, yeah, I mean. Well, and I think what, what, what fills that void then is, is a, is self-reliance. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's usually an unholy self-reliance because not that you know, not that our agency should be just you know null and void, but but we it becomes a kind of striving, you know, um, or it just becomes a kind of coping mechanism. Like self-reliance can be a coping mechanism. I'm just gonna anesthetize myself mm-hmm. in this way or, sure. you know, because I just don't, I can't, I don't want to deal with this whole thing. Or, you know, if I do want to break the bad habit and form the good habit, then I'm just going to strive with some sort of like, some sort of pure willpower, hmm. you know, and, and again, that doesn't come from a place of really of mercy and, and, and proper self-awareness and self-understanding or an understanding of God's love for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say even in the, even in the eating thing, for me, my desire, like my, I'm constantly fighting the, the desire to really just overindulge. And I really, I ultimately, I do think it's that I don't, I don't trust that God is, I, I don't trust that I'm not going to starve, you know, like, and that God's going to, um, like, satiate basically that that kind of like you know desire in me and um so it's very easy for me to open a bag of you know cool ranch doritos baby (laughs) and just eat half of that bag and you know and and then at the end of that experience it's almost like it's almost like i went to like a brothel you know and (laughs) it's so over 
like overindulged in it. And in the end, I feel Food. a chip brothel. I it is it's a chip. That's my cabinet. It's like a chip brothel. And <laughs> oh I gosh, and I feel it's so, quite an image. Oh, and I feel so gar. I feel like garbage afterwards. And I'm like, what? Like, why? It's so stupid. Like, I'm, I would have been fine had I not eaten the bag or the half a bag of that. You know, I would have been okay. God would have. God would have seen me through that, you know? And in that moment, I'm just, like, not willing. I'm not willing yeah. to... And that's the habit. ...to go into the valley there, yeah. Um, yeah. you know? That's the habit. I mean, it, it's so automatic for you. Like, it's not... You probably don't... Yeah, you probably just have an impulse, you know, and then you just do it, and then you mm-hmm. then you have regret, you know, and, and you're... And, 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 you know, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. I have my own versions of that, too, you know? But it, it's... In those moments of temptation, you know, it's important that we step back and and really examine, like, why, okay, what's what's this all about, you know? Yeah. So, but let me let because of the time, yeah, cool. you know, we got to keep m- rolling here. So, so, so we, you know, we've established that you have to become curious about the pattern, the bad pattern, and and dig into that, and yeah. you gotta you gotta help ask the Lord to to reveal that to you, and then pray. That the Lord brings healing to that place, because without that healing, you're not gonna you're not gonna get over the bad habit. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So now you got to replace the bad habit with a good habit, because you want to. You know, we want to grow in virtue. And uh, and so I think you know, uh, the the root of the bad habit could be a a faulty thought pattern, you know, um, a, a faulty um, pattern of of emotion. Or action, you know, that we take under certain uh, under certain conditions, you know. So what we have to do is we we have to first of all set ourselves on a we says beginning, but on on a good worthy of pursuit, mm. you know, like not just I'm going to stop doing this, but here's here's what I want to start doing, and this is why I want to start doing it because this is where I want to see myself be at at the end of this process, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, you know, again, just sticking with the, you know, the example of working out, like, um, you know, I had to, I, I had a, t- I, I, I had a terrible bad habit of laziness of not working out for most of my adult life until I blew my back out really bad. And then I had to go into physical therapy and, and I was very motivated by, by making a full recovery. And, uh, despite how much anguish I experienced in that experience, I was also kind of in a weird way grateful for because it was I knew it was going to put me into a situation where I had to go do exercises every day for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And I was sufficiently motivated by a desire and I learned a lot about forming that habit then, you know, like oh yeah, you have to you you know, the worthy pursuit is is you know, look, I don't want to be a, you know, crippled limping person the rest of my life. I don't want to live with this pain the rest of my life. That was a lot of motivation. And so, you know, I, you know, I realize that this is the opportunity for me to become a better steward of my health. And I was going to take this opportunity to learn a pattern of exercise on, you know, at least three days a week. But, you know, I was shooting for four or five days a week mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and to do that. So, um, you know, the first step is you got to identify the good that's worthy of pursuit. You know, something that really is going to enhance your life and make your life better. Not something that's vain. I, I think, 
you know, or something that's just superficial or materialistic or, you know, I, I, it just doesn't have staying power. Like, you're just not going to stick with it. It's got to be compelling. And so, and you have to use your mind and your imagination to sort of imagine and see that end state. Like, for me, I was like, I saw myself wrestling on the living room floor with my grandkids. Mm. I was like, I want to be able to do that. I don't want to be in a, you know, a state where I'm in so much pain all the time that I can't right. do that. Right. And that is what got me up at it every day to get out there in the garage and do the exercises every day. And at the beginning, I had to do it every day. It was every day, an hour and a half of physical therapy I had to do. It was crazy. But but it was... But yeah, I remember. That was terrible. <laughs> it was. It was really bad. But but so and then and then the second thing that um, that we have to do is we have to pray every day and ask God for the strength to get up and do the good. The little take that one step. Oh yeah. What is the next right step for you? you you've just got to take that step and you got to pray for the grace to have the strength to take it. Because most often what happens is when we is when we take that step, it actually feels good. It feels worse to think about taking the step than it does to actually take the step. So thinking about getting out of bed and going out into the garage to go do my PT exercises was way worse than actually getting up and going outside. Yeah. So you pray for the grace. Lord, give me the grace to just get moving and get going here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and the Lord will help you, you know, and again, with whatever it is. And the thing that that I realized, and I I think we all have to realize, is that we, we... we, we acquired bad habits in little tiny incremental steps right, over years. Yeah. And you're going to acquire good habits in the same way. Although I think it can go faster. With the help of grace, building good habits can go way faster than building bad habits. Mm. And, and I think that that... that but, but you have to take baby steps. So I remember when, you know, after I got kind of past the immediate sort of crisis PT stage, I wanted to start lifting weights. And I remember my first goal for like the first six months was I'm just going to go out in the garage every day and I'm just going to move iron. And I'm not going to sweat. I'm not going to kill myself Hmm. because I know if I push myself too hard, I'll get discouraged and frustrated and I'll quit. Mm. Now, some people might say, oh, yeah, you know, you're a wimp, blah, 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 you know. And it's probably some dude who's been working out in the gym for 20 years, you know, (laughs) and he started out because, you know, he was motivated by some profound form of vanity. Okay, whatever. The point is, is that if if something, if a good habit is really hard for you to form because you're countering and replacing a, a very strong bad habit, yeah, the only way you're going to conquer that is by taking micro steps in the right direction and keep doing that every day. Yep, and building some momentum and movement in yourself in that direction, and what that requires is tremendous patience. Like, I, I was literally thinking to myself, it's. I, I ha- I, it's going to take me a whole year to recover from my back. That's what the doctors told me. Mm. And I remember at first I was like, oh, my gosh, like, really? But a year later, I could not believe how good I felt. Mm. Like, I hadn't felt physically as good as I felt after that year than I had than since I was in high school. Yeah. So, and, and when I look back on that year, I was like, it really wasn't a big deal. Like, after a, a few months, you know, they... They have the Exodus ninety thing in the yeah, church yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. It's a great, it's a great resource because it's habit, it's a habit building program. Like, yeah, you're, but you're, you have to take a cold shower. Okay, whatever. Terrible. But, yeah, <laughs> well, there's some asceticism in it. <laughs> but, 
the the um, but the point is, is that it it does take about ninety days to get into a kind of a rhythm and a pattern of something, and that's not a firm habit. Like, you know, three or four years into that, you've got a pretty solid thing going for you. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it takes ninety days to at least get to a place where the the resistance that you have to doing the good that you want to do begins to diminish and become not as strong mm-hmm. as as the desire to do it. Yeah. And so the key is to just keep going and keep taking those micro steps and those baby steps, always keeping our minds focused on what is the good that's worthy of pursuit here? What am I really pursuing? And uh, and then and then praying into that on a daily basis. So I'll stop there. Thoughts? I mean, like, what do you, does that resonate with your own experience? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's funny last year, you know, around January after last Christmas, um, I, I was pushing 200, you know, and, uh, it never weighed that much, but it just, it showed up in so many different, uh, ways for me. Like, yeah, bending over, just the f- just bending over, putting on my pants was like, why? Why is this? <laughs> why does this seem so difficult? And and I was having lower back issues, and um, that I'd never, you know, th- the extent of it. So I kind of, whenever January rolled around, and part of the motivation was like we were going on this trip to Panama. And that was three, <laughs> three months later. Wanted to look good in the bathing suit. Well, I guess to a certain extent, you know, because I was looking at pictures of myself like you, <laughs> and um, so the motivations might not have yeah. totally been good. But, but I also was like, yeah, just taught, you know, like same kind of thing, like wrestling or or doing stuff with my kids. I was, I, yeah, I didn't have the stamina. And uh, so I, there was a lot of reasons, but I was like, I don't want, you know, like, I just want to get down to like, a, I don't know, 180 pounds. So I was like, okay, three months, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna discipline myself, you know, and, and uh, so, so I did. And, um, and then once that three months rolled around, I did, I was down to about 180. And I was like, I just, I felt better, you know, like I felt healthier. I, f- I wasn't eating. I wasn't having those moments where after I would eat, I'd be like, Ugh, I feel so disgusting and f- like full beyond full, you know. And um, and thank God through all of that, I, I did have a regular prayer life. So, you know, I um, I felt like even though even though my motivations might not have been totally... Like, I'm just, my body's going to be a gift to the Lord. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like that, you know. Um, but I did understand that my bad habits were something that was not, it wasn't good for me. Like, uh, and they, it would end up leading into other things that it would manifest itself in other ways externally that were not holy, you know. And um, so anyway, yeah, that three months, it was about 90 days, really, that that it took for me to really change that. And I and I kind of took that all throughout uh, the rest of the year, like formed a habit of eating and temperance and how much I ate. And my wife and I like walked, 
around the, our neighborhood down this big hill and back up and you know for a half an hour each day and it was it was like my heart rate was going by the end of that and we would also go to the gym and work out and you know it's funny I, I tore my bicep also at the end of that three months and because up to that point I would I would go to the gym and work out really hard you know like lift weights that were and more than what I should have been doing but I, I'm an idiot and uh, so that whole process of not being able to work out was also like super humbling and now like whenever that whenever that healing process was over in like September I just I've been working out and we worked out two or three days a week and uh, now it's more like temperate and not as you know not as crazy God is really <laughs> has me on a journey of constant temperance like realizing what that means and um, but anyway the habit was still there I gave up I gave that habit up a little bit over Christmas break a lot and um, you know and it's but that's that whole like okay I don't have to I don't have to go back to a, a feeling despair or hopelessness because I think I have a better understanding of where God is in that and it's like okay, just get back on that wagon and, and yeah. I mean, it's a, you have a track record of, and you kind of know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, you know, just to sort of sum up, you know, because I think we're oh a, oh yeah probably at time here. <laughs> it's a great conversation. Well, yeah, it really is. Yeah. So again, yeah. Just, sum it up. Sum it up. Yeah. For if us. There, you know, again, if 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 there's a bad habit, I think we have to un identify and understand the pattern and what's underneath it. And we have to do that always in relationship with the Lord and, and asking the Lord to show, reveal ourselves to us. And then we have to pray him into those wounds and those those broken places and find healing there. Okay, mm. And then as we, we desire and move towards replacing the bad habit with a good habit, you know, we have to keep our mind set on the, on the, the good worthy of our pursuit. And then we have to, we have to take baby steps you know, by practicing the very thing that we want to acquire as a habit, we have to take baby steps. Uh, we have to provide ourselves with the right conditions and the right incentive structure to begin to get that habit formed. Um, you know, and then, of course, all along this journey, we have to lean into the grace of God to, to ask him for the strength uh, to be able to get up and, and take that step each day towards whatever habit we're trying to form. You know, and then in time it gets easier and we, we acquire more freedom to be able to do the good um, that, we, that we seek and desire with a lot more ease, mm. you know. And, of course, everything we've been saying about, you know, food and exercise um, applies to any aspect of our life. You sure. know, anything that we're inordinately attached to yeah. and any pattern of behavior that's harmful to us, you know, um, uh, you know, like it, it's interesting, just really quick as a last one, like, you know, when I was in graduate school, I was in the habit of reading really tough stuff every day for five, six hours a day, and it was easy. <laughs> but I haven't had time to do that for the last 10 years of my life. And I've been just trying to get back into some heavy reading again. And I'm like, whoo, I'm rusty, you know. <laughs> but but some of the latent stems, you know, kind of footholds of those habits are still there. And it's like, you know, I can you know, yeah. sort of get back into it. So you know, you just got to practice what it is that you that you want to um, eventually embody within your very self. 
and do that in little steps. Yeah. So, so hopefully that'll that'll help everyone listening to maybe have some more success with your uh, New Year's resolutions. Have a really truly happy New Year. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so anyhow, uh, thanks for you know that discussion and and sharing so much of your own experience around that. Yeah. And you uh, too. For you listeners out there, be sure to like us. Make leave your comments if you want to do that. Um, yeah, tune in to what Preambula Group is doing. If you live in the Pittsburgh area, we have lots of cohorts and experiences that we that we offer for your growth. Uh, and, so uh, many. Uh, so yeah. Many. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, so, dude. Take care. Good stuff. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. The Wise Guys Podcast is a production of Preambula Group. Catholic ministry dedicated to helping you thrive in the heart of Jesus. Visit us on the web at preambula.org and follow us on social media.